Where Ideas Launch, the podcast for the unexpected innovator. We are all incredibly creative, but maybe we've forgotten how. I've spent my career working with people from more than 150 countries, traveling the world, and experiencing cultures. And what I found? Creativity is everywhere. We've got a gargantum challenge facing us, as we need to redesign a more sustainable planet. This podcast explores modern-day innovation in the age of sustainability. I'll interview some of the most prolific thinkers, creators, and educators on their journey to create sustainable incomes and businesses. My guests and I will teach you how to be creative, create business models, and explore curiosity with the courage to level up in your career. Join me every Wednesday for a new edition of Where Ideas Launch, the podcast. Welcome to our episode. There are a few times in your life when you meet someone that you know will change your life. And this is what Danny Wallace has done for me. Danny Wallace is a former serial self-saboteur, having grown up on the council estates of Preston. Danny has survived the adversity of domestic violence, homelessness and single parenthood to become a leading voice in empowerment around the UK. Danny uses her knowledge of both traditional employment in the corporate sector and self-employment in the entertainment industry to deliver memorable, inspirational and thought-provoking talks. Through her world-class courses, masterminds and VIP experiences, Danny helps people all over the world create incredible talks that help them stand powerfully on stage, reaching more of their ideal audiences. Fearless leader of the I Am The Queen Bee movement and creator of the Fly Anyway Foundation, Danny helps people the world over show up, wise up and rise up, and is a reminder to anyone who enters her orbit that they too, regardless of their journey, can fly anyway. We have recorded a two-part series for you. We hope you enjoy it. Danny Wallace, welcome to the show. Danny, it's so wonderful to have you on the show. Please tell us about the journey that you've been on to become the absolute superstar that you are now. Oh, thank you. It's it. It hasn't always been. So where I am now is that I'm I'm in a very, very, very different place to where I was, say, ten years ago. And the where I was ten years ago is a direct result of of how I grew up. So I grew up on the council estates of Preston and we were very, very much on the breadline. Um, it's funny, I talk about this now uh, in the media and um, on radio shows and in magazines and things. And my mum always gets upset. The first time I talked about this, she was like, Daniela, were we poor? Because she was just going through it. She was just doing, she was making ends meet. She didn't see right. that that's what it was. And I was like, mum, yeah, we, you know, we lost our house. You know, it was, we yeah. were, we, we were having a tough time and my dad was an alcoholic and, and domestic abuse was actually inherent through, through generationally in our family. And as a child, okay. we absorbed that. We, you know, we, we watched what was going on and it informed a lot of my choices when I got older. So mm-hmm. when I was 16, I essentially ran away with the circus. So I started to sing <laughs> and I fibbed about my age and I got on a plane and I ended up singing all wow. over the world in different places. Uh, really what I was doing is I was escaping. Yeah where I was and you know we went to I I was all over the world it was fabulous but people like me people like us from here don't go on to be entertainers or singers or entrepreneurs or you know online online whatever's Mm -hmm. so there was always this you know come back get get a proper job come and get a proper job so I came back to the UK and um uh, I was in a relationship and really what I wanted to create was a stability and this 
what I didn't have, this not chaos of my younger years. And it didn't really matter um, who that was with. I just had, there was like a husband shaped hole and I just filled it with this guy, bless him. and completely railroaded him <laughs> into, you know, buying a house and, you know, getting yeah. married and having a baby. And it, it, he just kind of went along with it until one morning, um, a couple of weeks after we'd sent out the invites to our wedding, he um, he just woke up and he went, Danny, I don't want any of this. And he left. So I was sort of left on my own, single parent. Two weeks after we sent the invites out to the wedding, I had to cancel the wedding. It was too close to the wedding to get anything back. So wow. you can imagine. Yeah. So I was feeling... Am I, am I allowed to swear? I'm not going to swear. I'm no. going to be good tonight, Catherine. I'm going to be a very good girl tonight. I'm going to keep keep a lid on my swearing. I just get excited, that's all. Um, <laughs> but I I was feeling rubbish. I was feeling yeah. pretty pooey. It wasn't right good. So what? Um, so very, very quickly, because I was in that vulnerable place, um, I, I got into very quickly another relationship and that relationship turned sour in that um, I experienced an abusive relationship during that time um, and had to get out of it. And when I got out of that abusive relationship, I was then a single mom of two children under three and then we couldn't afford to keep the house. I couldn't, so I had this kind of corporate job going along the top here and then underneath my life was in tatters. It was all mm. I could do to hold on to this flipping job like this. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, but we, but I, but we ended up homeless. So we ended up, I ended up having to lose the house. Um, and we were sofa surfing, uh, me and the two girls, Poppy and Daisy, my big flowers. Um, I've had <laughs> Ivy since, she's like some a foliage to finish my bouquet off. Um, <laughs> but we were sofa surfing. We were sleeping at par in my parents' house, my sister's house, friends' houses. And I was to and from London at yeah. the time with my job. So one night, um, I was tucking my kids into bed and um, I didn't, I, I can't say that I wanted to die, but I didn't know how to live. I didn't, I was like, I'm not of benefit to anybody. I'm not helping anybody, not even my kids. Like I'm doing the best that I can, but the best that I can doesn't seem to be good enough. How have I ended up homeless with these two beautiful children? How have I ended up on my backside like this? I can't seem to make a good decision or hold a good relationship down. What's wrong with me? And I had a real like sort of breakdown moment and I had to decide in that moment it was either going to happen to life or life was going to continue happening to me. I don't think that was going to end very well. Yes. So I started in that in that moment I guess a night in the car and it was raining out so it's very dramatic I'm sure it, like when they make a film about my life <laughs> when when somebody dead beautiful or famous plays me there'll be a scene where she's in the car and it's raining outside and she's crying in the car and there was that real like that proper moment yeah. and um it was from there I kind of got out of the car and I sat down and, and spoke to my mum uh, and I was like, Mom, I can't, I can't go on like this. I don't know what to do with myself. I don't know how to ask for help. Yeah. I, you know, people at work didn't know what was going on behind the scenes. People at work saw that things weren't right, but I was trying to kind of put on this veneer that everything was okay and we were just in transition, but I was on my knees. Yeah. So I started a journey, as everybody does, where there's this pivotal point in the film <laughs> of my life. Um where I started to do a lot of work on myself. Okay, so what did taking responsibility look like? How did I choose better for myself? How did I choose better for my kids? What could I do? How do I ask for help? Yeah. And 
um sort of started off on 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 that journey so after after that not so long after that we found somewhere to live we were very lucky where i'm living now so where i am right now is in my bedroom in the middle still in the middle of the council estates of preston because that was where i had to move to yeah so where i'm about to move to is like i can't even believe that this is happening but i've we've just just I say we've just bought a house we haven't we're just buying a house we're in that horrible bit yeah. in the middle where all the mortgages being sorted and you're holding on for your life but yeah we're, we're just about to buy and move into what is the house of our dreams so things have like moved on a lot since then yeah but um I, there was a real moment when I realized that you know you do you get to choose yeah. and this brilliant quote from the B movie that goes <laughs> aerodynamically bees should not be able to fly its little wings shouldn't get its fat little body off the ground and the bee however doesn't care what humans think is impossible the bee flies anyway and that was it for me i was like that's how you choose you the bee don't get the memo that it can't fly it's just got to do it and i was like right well i'm going to send the memo back that people like us aren't successful and up, which is exactly what we went on to do and it's been just a roller coaster ever since so when when exactly did you become the queen bee was it directly after you watched this movie how, how, did, this, how did this materialize into the queen bee i would like i would like to say that i watched that film and then directly the day after created a public speaking business that then went on to turn over six figures but that's not what happened and what it, that's so the same yeah. and it got me to thinking so remember I was telling you about going live in the car yeah so during this time I had lost my job in corporate and I think it was one of those situations whether whether you are sort of down with universal energy or not I am not mm -hmm. in too much of a woo-woo way but I definitely am I definitely believe in um you know life and well. purpose and all of that <laughs> sort of stuff yes mm -hmm. and I believe that sometimes when you're too afraid to jump you shall be pushed Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and and that's what happened. So I came out of corporate work and started to sing full time. And um my diary filled up very quickly and very blessed in that I'm good at what I do. So I was able to fill my diary up and we were safe and and I'd be I mean I'd be going live in the car like this and talking to people about my personal development journey. And we were we were I would talk about, you know, forgiveness and I would talk about um feminism and I would talk about how to be strong as a woman how to be yeah. you know how to speak how to all of these sorts of things and I would muse on stuff and some of it would be really funny and some of it would be serious sometimes I would cry and then put my makeup on again and yeah it was so during that time that I was really thinking okay so actually there were people that were tuning in Right. Um, there were people who were watching regularly. They would miss me when I weren't there. Right. And there's something really compelling. I don't know what it is about somebody putting their makeup on. It's suddenly you, people start to watch. And then when they're watching and listening at the same time, they start to really start to get benefit. Yeah. So they were, how can I create something here? And I really love the concept of Biggie and the Queen Bee of making a statement. I am the Queen Bee. It's a very bold statement it's to very make. Very bold. <laughs> like I'm walking up in places going, I am the Queen Bee. And people are thinking, who do you think she is? <laughs> and it, it's not it's not about that it's a reclamation it was me saying when i'm saying i am the queen bee i'm not just saying i am the queen bee i'm reclaiming my birthright to success to abundance right. to happiness friendships like we have all of this i'm reclaiming that because i was really annoyed catherine that the queen was born the queen and i was born on the council estates i'm like why <laughs> neither of us got a say in this 
Yeah, somebody <laughs> landed easier than me. And I was like, wag. So I thought, well, in this reclamation, in this this statement, and the bees, bees do the most incredible things. And I could do a whole, like we could do have a whole conversation about bees and how amazing analogies for business and life we could use. But but I am the Queen Bee really spoke to this standing up and this choosing to fly anyway. And this, like, I love the concept of like grabbing hold of your own crown and bobbing that on. And then, you know what? Seeing your friends and if their crown's a bit wobbly, it's just straightening up their crown and sending them on their way as well. And that is really how the concept started is the more I spoke to people, the more I realized that we, A, yes, we all get to choose, but, you know, you can say I am the queen, but I absolutely, as are you, as yeah. are Again, anybody watching, whether you're male, field, female, gender, non-binary, you know, whatever it is, king bee, queen yeah. bee, royal bee, whatever it is. Um, Claudia McFarlane is asking, oh, hi, Claudia. <laughs> In your journey to self-development, what was your biggest challenge, the habits you needed to break? Um, the biggest one for me, Claudia, was the acceptance of myself. So what I always sought was external validation. And what you find is that people often let you down. And I'm not saying that people like like your friends or your family, but when you are seeking external validation, when you're, ex when you're seeking peace and happiness and wealth, because wealth isn't just the money in your bank account, when you're seeking yes. those things from outside of yourself, then it is very difficult to obtain and keep hold of it. So what I had to learn was how to love and accept me in my entirety with my flaws and my perfections, like, and be perfectly imperfect. And that didn't come till much later when I started to see where I am now and practice gratitude. So, so I needed to break being a victim. I needed to stop thinking life was happening to me and realize everything was happening for me. I just got to choose the outcome and my reactions dictated my outcome. But there was this really funny moment that I had and I was sat here and I was feeling grateful for everything that was going on. And I'm surrounded by brilliant people because that's what I do now, surround myself with brilliant people. And, and then I look back and I've done a lot of work on looking back on past Danny, that girl sat in the car who just hated herself. She didn't know how to live with herself anymore. And I look back on her and I go, God, I love you. I want to, I could cry. Like, I, I, oh, I love her so much. She mm. fought really, really hard. And then what she did is then fought really, really hard to get to where I am now. And then mm. I can now envisage future Danny because I know that now Danny loves past Danny, that yes. future Danny loves this Danny vehemently. She's like cheering her on saying, yes, come on. We've got the good stuff over here. You can do it. I love you. But it's me saying that to me. It's not anybody else saying that to me. Yes. It's not me giving myself that validation. It's me giving myself that validation. It's that understanding that it's got to come from you in order for it to for you to be able to obtain and maintain that development. You've got to understand yeah. and love and acknowledge yourself. Thanks for listening. This podcast was brought to you today by the Depot Virtual Service Hub. The Virtual Service Hub is our digital transformation strategy service that supports startups needing to optimize their processes and their performance to scale up for growth. We also help medium-sized firms in modernizing their operations and our services include sustainable strategy, analytics, and tech enablement. To find out more, contact Catherine Ann Byam on LinkedIn.